Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the SAP Changemakers podcast. I am your host, Robin Prince with SAP Services and Support. If this is your first episode of Changemakers, thank you so much for listening in. Or if you've been with us since the very beginning, we appreciate all of your support, all of the downloads and subscriptions. So you keep us going with these very interesting topics. Today, I have with me some great subject matter experts, leaders from SAP who are going to be touching on the topic of sustainability, which is incredibly important, as we all know. And before I kind of get into the questions with them, I just want to introduce you to who they are and what they do at SAP. Our first guest is Marcus Herhold. He is the head of innovation and incubation in Middle Eastern and Europe for SAP. And he's responsible for the creation and implementation of sustainability services for SAP services portfolio. And then we also have Gerhard Laska, Principal Business Consultant SAP's Business Transformation Services Team for Sustainability. He's also the team lead of Intelligent Business Technologies. So Gerard and Marcus, thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm very excited to get into this topic. Before we jump into the questions, though, I do just want to ask if both of you could just say maybe one or two sentences on what your experience has been with sustainability. And I'll let you choose who goes first. Yeah, do you go first? (laughs) <laughs> okay, then uh, let, 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 me ju- let me just jump into my topic. So uh, currently we are working also SAP internally very heavily on the topic of sustainable finance, which is for the European audience, a regulation that comes from the EU. And that is currently one of my topics or the most pressing one I'm working on SAP internally, actually. Great. Thank and you. actually, my Thank first you. touch point with sustainability was was externally. We had a very special person here in, in Germany that is working together also with a Nobel Peace Laureate, Professor Yunus. And uh, he asked me questions of, uh, around sustainability and asked me personally, but also as an SAP employee. And that was quite a challenge for me as a person, but also you know, a challenge for me to do something about it. And it yeah. came together very well with the, the SAP strategy and really bringing sustainability in the core uh, of our strategy. So, you know, both things came together. Yeah, well, we're very lucky to have you both here at SAP with your, with your backgrounds in sustainability. So, Marcus, we'll start with you. What does sustainability mean for you? I mean, after that introduction and, and kind of the gentleman who served as the catalyst to bring sustainability to the forefront for you, what does it mean for you? Yeah, sustainability, of course, is an ultra broad topic and it's much more than just uh, CO2 emissions. And it has a lot of dimensions, just as I talked about, there are very different aspects. Uh, I mean, for, for me, as a, as a father of two, sustainability is uh, taking responsibility for a secure and livable future of my two daughters. And at the same time, I'm absolutely convinced that from an economical standpoint, sustainability will be the basis for all of our actions. So there will not be successful economical actions without having a sustainable baseline. Yeah. And uh, as SAP, I think you know we can help our customers to, first of all, create transparency about where do I stand in each aspect of sustainability. And then second, bring sustainability in all of our processes of the value chain. And then for us as services, especially important, of course, to provide best practices and methodologies to really start acting now. So not talking about sustainability, but really start acting and uh, create a sustainable future for 
you know, our customers and ourselves. Sure. Walking the walk. And it really is the only way forward at this point. So it, it is incredibly crucial. And, and Gerard, do you see it the same way or do you have a different understanding of the definition of sustainability? Uh, actually, uh, and obviously not really different one, but I'm trying to giving it a little bit of spin in other direction. So talking about business, I really see that we have to consider various dimensions here. So it is not only, Markus already mentioned this also, it is not only about environmental impacts, it's also about the economic impacts and it's also financial and social impacts that also have to be considered. We often talk about these um, triple bottom line where we say we have really to optimize in all these three dimensions in order to really have a sustainable business model and sustainable really in all the three dimensions and not only in uh, optimizing one or the other. And I really think when we are jointly SAP and our customers are working on this topic, we have really the chance to get into a brighter future and to get successful to this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I was uh, talking to another colleague from SAP the other day, and he made a statement, something along the lines of, and, and don't quote me on this because I'm completely butchering it, I'm sure. But basically, we have to worry about not only the top line or bottom line, but also the green line at the end of the day. So it's, again, it's it's an incredibly important topic. And Gerard, how do you, as an SAP consultant, contribute to corporate sustainability within your work? Yeah, I already mentioned this in the introduction. When working SAP internally, we have this topic of the sustainable finance, what we are currently working on. But nevertheless, with regards to our customers, we are offering services that focus in the area of digitization. And I would say digitization is really one of the huge levers that we have and that can push to significant values in all these three dimensions that we talked about before. Yeah. And uh, when we have a real holistic view over the enterprise and especially over the value chains, then we can really help our customers, help ourselves, society in the end to really get further here. Yeah, as management consultant, we are looking into, of course, also efficiency gains. And I would say by default, a more efficient company would also be a more sustainable company. Not saying that it's sure. also possible to pollute the environment very efficiently, but that's <laughs> of course not what I mean. I, I want to talk about the, <laughs> the resources that we are really allocating, that we are consuming and doing this in a more efficient way to reduce the resources that we are consuming from our, or within our boundaries, yeah, in yeah. planetary boundaries. I think that is very important. And as long as we can find ways to optimize this, I think we are doing something good. Yes, absolutely. And I think to your point, in order to optimize and to reduce the the waste and everything else and all the excess that's not necessarily needed, you do have to look at it from a holistic standpoint, get rid of all of the siloed work and make sure that everyone is working in cohesion. And that is the best way to approach it. Marcus. SAP is, of course, also a corporation that wants to lead the way in practicing sustainability. So can you explain to us and our, and our listeners how SAP does this? Well, SAP is, is absolutely committed to sustainability. You know, it starts with our mission. We help the world run better and improve people's lives. Uh, it also impacts our development and organizational activities, our internal activities. 
and also in the minds of our employees. I mean, we had an internal survey where 94% of SAP's employee confirmed that SAP should make a strong contribution to sustainability. Mm -hmm. uh, and that also starts with our internal activities, like our commitment to the 10 principles of the UN Global Compact. But we are also committed to be climate neutral by 2023. And we will yeah. get rid of all single-use plastics uh, internally. So we are doing a lot internally to really lead the way. And of course, we are first customers to our sustainability solutions, as far as they're relevant, of course, uh, for a software company. We always try to pilot our, our mm -hmm. software ourselves. And with that, yeah. you know, we want to be both, first of all, exemplar with our internal activities, but also enabler for all of our customers with the software that we have in our sustainability portfolio. Yes, for sure. And, and with such, I mean, I don't want to call them lofty goals, but we have some really great goals in place to hit in the next two years. And I think without you all creating such an incredible path forward with sustainability and the, and the tools that we utilize internally, as well as help our customers to get on board with, we wouldn't be able to meet those goals. So I think that that speaks volumes to what you are both doing at SAP on a daily basis. And, you know, as you mentioned, our customers also face similar, but also very different challenges. So what do you think that those challenges are? So for, for all of our customers, sustainability is one of the top focus topics, for sure. There, there is no company that can afford to neglect their sustainability strategy or not having a plan how to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, for us, we have categorized these challenges into four areas of actions which is first uh, zero emissions with all topics around climate action, zero waste with everything around circular economy, zero inequality and social responsibility. And there is a fourth kind of baseline with holistic steering and reporting. And for all of these areas, we do offer products and services to help our customer to really make an impact and create a more sustainable world. And Gerard, you work in management consultancy. So what topics are you currently addressing in customer conversations? Yeah, that, that is quite different. As Markus elaborated, it's a huge topic. You have really mm -hmm. uh, so many parts and bits and pieces that come around. And we actually recognize various triggers. So for our customers, customers, and they are putting some pressure to that we can really see to our customers that they want to have transparency about the products they are consuming. Yeah. Um, that is a topic to get really into a age of sustainability transparency somehow to really understand what is the footprint of a product that I'm consuming. That is some push that at least in our area in Europe that we really mm -hmm. can see here. And I assume that would be something, kind of a trend that comes across other regions, of course, too. Absolutely. And, and on, on the other side, it is also something uh, what you can leverage as a kind of a marketing. I would assume that in the end, it is about the competitiveness. If you can't fulfill these requirements, you will have a, a, a issue as a company, as a corporation to get these market shares that are required to survive in the end. And of course, that is also with regards to transparency, there is also regulatory aspects that are coming up. We actually are, uh, actually are looking very closely to the European Union, what they are doing here, mm -hmm. as we are from the Middle and uh, Eastern Europe 
regions. regions yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have, for example, here the Supplier Due Diligence Act. That is the German Lieferketten-Sorgfaltspflichtengesetz. <laughs> words, of course. Isn't yeah. that a beautiful German word? I'm not going to attempt to um, <laughs> reiterate that today, but maybe you can teach that term to me later. <laughs> uh, no worries, we will uh, take some time for that. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, that is actually something where you can look into the value chains and the suppliers and where your products are coming from, and also again about data transparency. What are you consuming? What is in the value chain? And is there everything correct from a sustainable and social standpoint, sustainability and social standpoint? Already mentioned it before, EU taxonomy is something where the EU asks the corporates to classify their business activities and to really show them where are they earning money with? Is this something which is with regards to climate action, a sustainable business that they have? That is evolving, and I also see adoptions or similarities in other regions. So there are activities uh, all over the world which are looking to the uh, European Union being a kind of a front runner in this finance uh, topic here. But this extends and might come up in other regions quite soon as well. And then, of course, that is closely linked to what I elaborated on the sustainable finance topic. It's about the investors' view. They, of course, also see a need to invest into ESG compliant, so environmental, social and governmental compliant activities and investments companies in the end. So they are pushing also and pressing to our customers to to move in this area. And then, of course, in the end, there's an intrinsic motivation. So nobody wants to pollute the world in the end. So also uh, our customers, these corporates say, we have to change. And and that is uh, something which is also pushed from their employees and in the end also from the future employees. So we are also talking about the war for talents, uh, at least in Mm -hmm. Germany, that's really Mm -hmm. a high topic where we see people really demanding When I want to work with a company, I have to ensure that it is a sustainable company, which is doing the right thing. Absolutely. And I think that that's so powerful, too, coming from both, as you said, intrinsic motivation. But a lot of it does come from people, not only in MEE, but all over the world, kind of waking up to sustainability and, and why it's important and holding these companies accountable. There really is no cutting corners anymore. People want to know what they're putting their money into and they're spending their time doing and they want all of the transparency. So it's really nice to hear that there are multiple avenues in which companies, SAP included, are being held accountable for the things that they're putting out there and producing. So that's really fantastic. And Marcus, from the customer conversations that you have had, which are many I know, which topics and requirements do you currently see as the main drivers? I mean, there's not much to add to what Gerhard just said. Of course, there are specifics to certain countries or certain regions. We do have these legislations here in Germany that is, of course, putting a lot of pressure here in, on, on companies already starting next year. So what we did as a, as a region is that, that we prioritized uh, the use cases that we see as most pressing, most demanded by our customers that we heard from a lot of customers' discussions. 
and that we, from a services standpoint, created content and best practices and methodologies around those to really help customers uh, implementing those. And for sure, the most two pressing ones are the ones that Gerhard already mentioned, the famous supply chain due diligence law or the <laughs> Lieferketten-Sorgfaltspflichtengesetz, which we will practice, Robin. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that is already binding for 2023. So, so there is not a lot of time left to really get moving with that law. The second, and Gerhard mentioned that also, the sustainable finance or EU taxonomy already in place. Also there, a lot of customer demand to develop that. And Gerhard is also part for the SAP task force implementing that internally. But there are also other use cases that we get asked for. And that is, for example, environmental uh, footprint control for implementation of a data-led emissions management, of course, very focused topic at the moment. And also topics that are here for quite some time like preventive health and safety. Also one of the cases that uh, we hear a lot of demand for and product compliance cases, product compliance for chemical products, product compliance for combined products. So those are basically the six use cases where we see the highest demand and where we have kind of packaged a lot of content for our customers in our region. So going back to the first two that you mentioned and Gerhard spoke on earlier, so supply chain law and EU taxonomy are, are relatively new issues that need to be implemented by companies in the coming years in the very short term. So what do our customers need to do right now to prepare for that? I would say it's all about data transparency and to really get this right data at hand. So you know, with the supply chain law, that is something which is coming not so easy because you don't have this data. So you really have to see where you can create this data from and you have to position yourself in a way that you are capable to consume data that will be created from external sources, of course, and then be incorporated into your business and your reporting processes in the end. And that is something you really have to prepare for and to have to get structures in place which are not yet here. So that's something really new that we are talking about. With this finance topic, it is a little bit different. I would say the data is available. The data you can find in your system. So you have an ERP system. You have a finance system where you have the data. Hopefully, it's an SAP system that would be good for us at least. But uh, nevertheless, it, <laughs> nevertheless, it is good that you can consume the data that, which is available. On the other hand, you have this data about CO2 emissions or CO2 equivalents that you are emitting, and you have now to match these. So there is a requirement to bring something together that nobody thought about before. So the trick here is rather to combine the right data that is in different sources and that is not really matched so far. So what we see here is really to get the information from the sustainability data and close to the finance data. And nobody was thinking about mapping revenues to CO2 emissions. So that is something really right. new and you have to think out how you can manage this. What we try is really to support our customers in, on those both things, getting these information together. Right, right. So you've given us some great requirements and examples, but can you tell us how our listeners can address the issue in, in more concrete terms? We should, of course, first see well how the industry behaves that we are in, that the customer is in. So we have to 
we can, from our standpoint, we can bring in consultants which are capable to understand this business and to uh, really see where the data comes from and in, in a concrete way, really find the data flows, data sources and help to combine this according to what is required. And on the other hand, we need to bring in the business expertise to uh, get in a steering mode here. And to really get into this, uh, you really have to identify what you want to steer after, what is the uh, business purpose that you have and the, the sustainability purpose that you want to address. Our consultants are offering to support here and get you doing this in a smooth way with the data you already mm -hmm. have and the data you have to create. Amazing. So, Marcus, at, at the Summer of Purpose, SAP and one of our partners, the name of which I will not attempt to pronounce, which you can mention <laughs> if you'd like, <laughs> took a different approach with creative minds from various companies and organizations. Can you first tell us what the Summer of Purpose is? And then you talk about future vision. So elaborate maybe a little bit on, on what you mean when you say that. Yeah, well, the great thing about sustainability is that Everybody is interested and energized by the topic. And the Summer of Purpose was an event. It, it was not an IT event. It's not, you know, an, an SAP event. It was an event organized by somebody called Hans Reitz here in Munich. And it brought together people from the academias, from the universities, but also CEOs, sustainability officers, and also nonprofit organizations. And they all talked about sustainability, but also about purpose and uh, putting the human in the center of everything that we do. So a much broader approach to sustainability. And it was really, really, really great to hear these people talk about sustainability and the things we have to decide to have yeah. a sustainable future in 2030. And that's actually what we did with our partner called the Zukunftsagenten. We sat together with all these different people, bringing in very different views and talked about, you know, what are the categories, the criteria of an enterprise in 2030 that can call itself a sustainable enterprise? So how would you categorize that or what did they do right in order to be called a sustainable enterprise. And that is this future vision of a sustainable enterprise. And from that ideal picture in the future year, you can then, of course, do a backcasting to current years and what you have to decide and act upon right now in order to get to that point in the future. And it's really interesting to have this bright picture of the future and then ask yourself, you know, where do I stand? Where do I have the challenges? Where do I need to improve? Right. And what decisions do I have to take in order to be able to achieve this future vision that we all need to shape the future? Right. And we are very happy to share this vision. We're happy to share the picture and also discuss about very individual roadmaps for each specific company. So we have a picture of the future. We have a vision of the future. And we're happy to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that just speaks volumes to the fact that you as an SAP colleague were in a room with people from all over, all different industries, academia, all of these bright minds coming together with many different opinions, I'm sure, to carve and pave the way forward 
because you know it's a necessity and you know that SAP is part of that conversation and has a big hand in that getting from point A to point B. So that is for everyone listening. I think that that is just at least one of the major reasons why you should get on board with SAP when it comes to getting your company on the path to true sustainability and in the long term as well. The ultimate question, Gerhard, for you, which I kind of just touched on, but why should a customer talk to us about sustainability? Why SAP? Look, if you have this bright vision, this future vision, Markus told about how to uh, do things in the future, when you do this backcasting, it somehow touches IT, right? So in the end, you need a IT architecture, which is supporting this. You need a software that helps you consume the data, And we talked a lot about the data transparency topics, but in the end, it is a database. You have a transactional system on it. And yes, we have a lot of data within SAP and in our core components in SAP. And it makes, of course, sense to extend this with new solutions that can enrich the data, that can bring the data to a reporting and analytics functionality. And you have to get these things done. It needs a strategic planning. And it needs IT in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you both are involved in a lot of discussions around how to get this done. You're working internally on it every single day. And you have the concrete evidence and examples that our customers need to get there from the get-go. So I think it's kind of a no-brainer. I'm not biased, but I think it's kind of a no-brainer. So if outside of this podcast, of course, we touched on things from a pretty high level, if our customers want to learn more about sustainability at SAP, can you tell us where they can go, um, any resources or events coming up, assets that they can consume? Yeah, of course. In the end, you will find most of the information on sap.com, of course. And one thing I want to highlight is our SAP Sustainability Summit, which will happen on the 28th of October. And this will be also recorded in case you're hearing this podcast later. You can watch the videos and get more into the details and the content that we are providing here. Awesome. Thank you, Gerhard. And to our listeners, we will be putting links in the podcast episode that you can easily register for the Sustainability Summit and check out some other resources on sap.com. So with that, thank you both so, so much for coming and speaking with me today. I think this topic is incredibly prevalent and should be shared with just about every single person on the planet. So thank you so much for your insights. And I, I really look forward to how you continue to drive this forward with SAP and with our customers. Thanks for having us, Robin. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure.